Hey, this is Alia, a co-host of the Queer Arabs podcast. I wanted to record an intro, and to be honest, I recorded a 10-minute intro a little bit ago and just scrapped it because, like, I don't know, I sounded so muted and guarded and polite, pleasant, and kind of podcast hosty, I guess, and... I'm kind of feeling like, fuck that. First off, happy 2020 to everyone. I really hope you all had a good first few days of it. I hope it's been peaceful or exciting or whatever you wanted it to be. I don't want to downplay, um, I don't want to act like, you know, way too optimistic or downplay what's really going on. So I'm, I'm going to just honestly say that I'm starting the year off feeling very broken. I've been suppressing way too much as I tend to do. That's just that's an issue that I have. Some people seem to be way better at expressing themselves and I hope I am striving to be better myself. Um, So my goal for at least now is to confront those things internally as much as I need to while also not burdening everyone around me with those things constantly. So that's my year so far, the the past couple days. I know nothing that I'm saying is especially unique. You know, we all have our own shit to reflect on. We have things that we need to repair after the fact. And nothing is clean and tidy in this world. I mean, unless you, like, scrub your kitchen floor with soap and water, then it. I guess that's clean and tidy for a while. But figuratively, nothing fucking is. Everything's a mess. And so here's to dealing with our messes in whatever ways helps us. Uh, with whatever resources we can throw together, whatever time we can reasonably give ourselves. Because I know that as people, you know, we are busy. It's not always doable to, like, reflect on everything or to slow down or care for ourselves in the way that we need to. But I'm going to strive for whatever I can. Um, I want to be a better person, want to feel better, want to get past some recent personal disappointment. Um and accept things for the exactly the way they are. So I'm going to shift this to the topic of the podcast. So here's the reality of that. I want it to change. It has been steadily growing. So we have Ellie, Ahmed, and I have done as much as we can outside of our daily jobs to keep it going. But I want it to be restructured. And what I mean by that is I I really want to make it clear that this project belongs to all of you and not only to us, not only to Ellie, Ahmed, and me, not only to the guest co-hosts. We've had Nadia, we've had Miriam and Adam, and like the project doesn't belong to just us. Like this is a community effort and for anyone who's listened to other episodes, you know that we almost always have a guest. And to me, that's the most beautiful aspect of the project. Like, there are so many voices carrying this. It's not, I don't I don't see it as like something we have ownership over. We control like the social media and all that stuff. We do the editing, etc. It's, I, I also want it, I don't, I don't want it to be this kind of like, it belongs to us and you all listen and like everyone else listens. Um, because it's not usually Ellie, Ahmed, and me talking during most of the length of the episodes. It's everyone else too, everyone that we have on. Outside of being guests, I really want you all to become co-hosts if you want. So, for example, like, do you want to create an episode? If so, we're open to it. Uh, We are open to discussing that. So, like, if you want to interview someone and send us the MP3, that's an option. And it can be part of this platform. Do you want to be involved in another way in the podcast? And if so, like, if you think of anything you want to do, please write us, like, tell us and the direction that I see 
This going is toward even further collaboration than we currently have. So if you have anything that you want to talk about regarding any of what I just said, contact us at thequeerarabs at gmail.com or you can reach out through Facebook, Insta, or Twitter at The Queer Arabs. And next, I would like to share a clip from a convo that I had with musician Ezra Furman a few months ago at a concert. Ezra talks about something that I see as a clear theme of 2019 for our podcast. So 2019 had quite a bit of focus on physical safe spaces for queer folks. We had episodes from World Pride, from artist salons, the party Laylit, Yellow Punk, um, those are some examples. And I want to add Ezra's bit on here as part of this 2019 recap. Um, so please enjoy. Then you will hear a debrief between Ellie and me. So happy new year, everyone. Thank you for listening as well as for being part of the project in whatever other way you have been. Okay. Hey, so we just watched Ezra Furman. Like this is a dream come true. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here in DC. A dream come true for me too. Seriously, always uh, wanted to play shows like that. That show was really fun. It was really magic. Um, so, can you introduce yourself? Say like what? Talk about your music a little bit. Yeah, sure. I'm um, I'm Ezra Furman, and I write songs. I basically play um, rock and roll and stuff like that. Um, yeah. It's kind of wordy, nervous, political, queer, angry, yeah. emotional kind of vulnerable a lot of the time. Yeah. I don't know. I feel kind of threadbare like a, like a emotionally, I feel like a leaf on the wind this evening. Mm-hmm. And I think, but then it kind of translates into a, a frothing foam or something. I got really screamy tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Justifiably. But, um, um. I liked what you said about like the sheer dress. I know. That keeps recurring in my brain. Like, I feel like a, like a dress you can see through, hanging on a clothesline. That's yeah. sort of like my, uh, I think it's because I haven't slept a lot the last few nights. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> you kind of, you kind of. It makes you feel more vulnerable. But I'm also like living in these, in these songs, which are like, uh, yeah. kind of raw and, mm-hmm. you know, if you kept one in your pocket, it might burn a hole kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's all fabric and clothing metaphors lately. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, it works. It's very, like, the imagery is really nice. So, thank you again for coming to D.C. It meant the world to us. Um, yeah. For being on our podcast. Like, this is so cool to see, like, all these, like, queer people here. And, uh, and, you know. So refreshing. It's just a relief for me. It makes me feel comfortable in a room when I can see some visibly queer people present. Yeah. Yeah. That feeling of safety is just... You forget that you don't have that all the time. And then when yeah. you have it, you're like, oh, this is what it actually feels like. Yeah. To I feel know. safe. <laughs> I know. And to feel, like, affirmed. And, like, you don't have to hide anything. So. I hope we, we, we make rooms like that, you know. We don't make them. I mean, everyone makes them together. The, us and the audience together. Yeah. For sure. Anyway, anyway thanks thank for you. talking to me. Thank thanks for you. This meant everything.
Welcome to the Queer Arabs podcast. This is Alia. And Ellie. And we are the Queer Arabs. I'm Saudi American and queer. I'm pan, trans, and Lebanese, and we're recording here in wonderful Washington, D.C. Yeah, it's Ellie's last night before she goes back to Houston, um, and you haven't packed yet, but you're working on it. I'm, like, mostly packed. I know you have an early flight, so thank you for doing this. It's a lot more fun in person. It so, is. Yeah. Um, so it's the end of 2019. We kind of wanted to debrief on what the year was like for us and for, um, I guess, focusing on like how the podcast was this year versus last year. And yeah, we're recording this on the 27th. By the time you all hear this, it'll be 2020. Happy uh, New Year. Happy New Year. Hope you had a great time. And um, Ellie, can you talk about like personally what was really what stood out for you in 2019 like you can talk about your own life or the podcast whatever well we already had a whole episode of surgery um so i'm just gonna throw in hey i'm recovering great i look awesome yes you do but my highlights for 2019 um yellow punk and new york pride i mean anyone who listens to me gush about them all the time knows how i feel about that um the absolute highlight for me though was the dyke march at World Pride. Yeah. I mean, it was non-corporate. It was full of really beautiful people. It was fun, but it wasn't just sort of like an empty thing. I'm really glad we decided to go in it, even though it was like our... Th- How many marches we had we been in at that point? That was the third out of like fourth. It was a really packed weekend. I'm really proud of what we did there. I didn't feel tired at all that whole weekend. I don't know about you. I just soaked up all the ambient energy and just let it go through me. Nice. Of course, Yellow Punk, because Yellow Punk is amazing. Refer to any episode where we even mention it once and we're going to gush. But Mm -hmm. um, what were your favorite bits this year? World Pride and Yellow Punk definitely stand out. But... As far as, are we talking about, like, episode-wise or things that we did during the year? I'd say, like, anything tangentially podcast-related. Fair. Okay. Well, I mean, I loved, like, talking to every guest that we had uh, throughout the year, whether it was at an event or whether it was, like, sitting in my chair and talking remotely. I think all of them were really meaningful for different reasons. It was cool to have a mix Comparing 2018 to 2019, we had more of, I guess, a mix of contexts for the podcast. Like we had several events that we went to, and then we also talked remotely to guests. So it was cool to have a variety um, of the types of episodes that we had. I think Um, it really helped you grow as an editor, and I'm super proud of you. Thanks. It was fun editing the event episodes. Like it takes, it definitely takes a lot more time, but it's, I don't know, it's a different, yeah, different Um, type of editing and it's fun for some for some context i basically taught her to edit in the first two episodes and she just ran with it from there and she takes a lot of pride in her work and i'm really proud of her and she just and she she rocks this thanks ellie were did you teach me audacity uh yeah we cracked it open and because i've i've worked with it before so i i don't know but the recording process and doing the edits like just the quick edits like remember when we were like inserting silences dropping in clips cleaning up all the ums very quickly yeah yeah cool well i'm sorry i don't remember (laughs) doing that together thank you for your help at the beginning and i am very glad i have a hang of it uh you were amazing at it but um like I'm also really happy that although we do co- although we are obviously political and we do cover politics um 
I'm glad we still haven't turned into a Doomcast of any kind, where it's just lamenting how awful everything is, or talking about the politics. There are better podcasts for that, there are better sources for that, and I feel like the real vacuum has always been highlighting the positive in the LGBTQIA and everything, all the other wonderful colors of the rainbow in the um, Swana community. So um, That's awesome. I guess I personally hesitate to call that type of podcast a doomcast because, like, it's really important to highlight political issues. And I will agree with what you said, that there are better podcasts for that and ones that do it better than we do, that specialize in that in political-specific topics. Um, so, but, but there's already tons of them out there, and it is emotionally exhausting. Fair, yeah. So. Yeah, I I respect I respect that. Um, it's cool. It is cool that we had some political folk like politics focused episodes. I think, in my opinion, um, like Tarek Zidane and of Helen. Yeah, yeah, like Tarek talking about the political situation in Lebanon. Um, we had we had Jad Tank. Cam- Jad Tank came on um, on the Arabic side and talked about the revolution in Lebanon, which was really dope. I didn't, uh, you know, understand it, but I'm sure it was awesome. Um, um, we had Fatima with the Edmonton Pride's cancellation, which was really cool and timely. Yeah. How about I go through, like, a list of who we talked to during oh, yeah. the year? I mean, I think it's, I think it's, worth, it's worth doing. I um, mean, yeah, shout out some names. Yeah, like, everyone could look on iTunes or whatever, but I think it would be cool to just, like, mention everyone. Um, so we had Dana and Fana, who are DJs. They were really awesome. We had photographer... Some, By the way, some of these guests came on both the Arabic side and the English side. Some just Arabic, some just English. So I'm mentioning everyone. So um, we also had photographer Munir Abdallah, filmmaker Tanya Safi, Summer Farah, a poet who I first heard on Ethnically Ambiguous, and then she and Ellie ended up talking about Pokemon as well, which was really cute. Yeah. Uh, we had Ranin, who is an art curator in Saudi Arabia. We had musician Amanda Bahia. We had episodes with the translator and writer of the children's book, uh, UBU. We had Raphael Khoury, a playwright. We had an update from Hadi Damian regarding issues affecting queer folks in Lebanon, artist Ali Reza Shojayan, Quinn Fatih, an artist we met at Yalapunk the first year that we went, Leila Khoury, who talked about the theft and appropriation of cultural and historic objects, YouTuber and hip-hop artist Adam Darko, Mace Alnima, who talked about her life in Iraq, Syria, Kuwait, and Colorado, rap artist Mir, Andrea Asaf of Art to Action in Tampa, author Musa Al-Shadidi, who is also the founder of Sinamji, author Salim Haddad, Fatima, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, Erkan and Luna, who talked about Noonfest in Berlin and about the space uh, Bekesh, dancer Shruk, who, also, who is also known as Dancing Queer, Neda Shaheen, who is a lawyer who talked about the asylum process in the U.S. and the overall justice system. Amir from the organization Iraq Queer. Comedian duo Iman El Husseini and Jess Salomon. We had Tarek Zaidan, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. We had Sharu, who is this really awesome musician in France 
and well in france and spain uh we had elia who came to houston pride from austin we talked to drag queen emigration during world pride in new york city awesome. in addition to the new york city world pride episode the collage episode that we had shay who is an algerian born lesbian youtuber we talked to Tim Murphy, the, who wrote the novel Correspondence, which was so good. You all should read it. We had Leslie Gray, who talked about his time at NYU Abu Dhabi and more. Music artist Nicholas Chalhoub. Dancer Hodi Saad. We had my friends uh, Adam and Matt when they were visiting. It was such a fun episode. We had Ala Taha of Asex Arab, who is an Iraqi asexual activist. We had Malika, who talked about extremism and who highlighted the fact that uh, white supremacy is currently the most threatening form of extremism in in this country. We had young adult fiction writer Amina, Amina Meisafi, singer-songwriter Shamir, dancer Anthony Nakle, episodes from two salons in New York City called Salon Al-Mahjar, Ellie talked about her surgery preparation and post-surgery recovery. We had an episode from the party Lebmash, which is the Lebanese Medical Association for Sexual Health. They had a Halloween party. We talked to the hosts of La Gente podcast, and they also interviewed me for their podcast. And then finally, we just had the Laylit party episode, where we talked to the folks from Wake Island and with Hilal. Nadia helped. I want to shout out Nadia, who uh, co-hosted several of these episodes this year with us. It was great having her be a part of this. Um, Miriam also, Miriam Hakim also co-hosted one of the episodes with us when we talked to Shamir. And Adam El Sayich helped to co-host the Lebmash episodes. So thank you to all our guest co-hosts. You really help um, enrich this experience, this podcast. You are awesome, and we really appreciate your help. Outside of the podcast, or I guess connected to it, is there anything else that comes to mind? Of like things you learned, things that were special to you about 2019, things that you prefer to forget or leave behind uh, anything that you want to mention um uh, mine um some people may have noticed i've been less active on the podcast you know in the back half of this year and a lot of it was run up to surgery stuff and i really wish i could have gone to like say love mash or the salon or like a dozen like a whole bunch of other stuff or made the uh Made some of the interviews, but unfortunately scheduling. And I look forward to getting back into all that because it's so much fun. Awesome. Well, that being said, though, I'm really happy for you this surgery happened. I mean, you've waited long enough. And I think it was worth skipping a few episodes. Was it, though? (laughs) (laughs) You're like, damn it, why did I get surgery? I missed some podcast episodes. That we can do every week. <laughs> no, but I get it. I, I know you were frustrated to have to miss a lot of stuff. Yeah, um, doing this weekly is a lot of fun. It gives me space to sort of collect my thoughts, talk with really cool people, break out of this introvert shell that I am so good at like adding layers to. And I know you're like that too. Yeah, I can be. Do you feel like your introvert shell grew another layer during your recovery? Uh, unfortunately. Yeah. Help me. (laughs) Help, everyone. Ellie's ready to come out of this shell, maybe. 
right? I am totally ready to do it. Just be gentle right now. Fair. And I guess that, uh, for me, in 2019, I felt like... First off, I don't think we had any episode takedowns like we did in 2018. Yep. So that's, like, that's indicative that um, we're getting more of a hang, out, a hang of this whole thing. And, like, we've learned from mistakes. If you all want to know more what we're talking about, you can look at some 2018 episodes where we discuss some of those issues. Uh, yeah, and I think part of that is because we actually built up somewhat of a reputation. I mean, we're tiny as fuck, but more people will talk to us and more people trust us, and I think that's really cool. We're meeting people through others, um, and like... But if they didn't trust us, they wouldn't hook us up. Fair. Yeah. So, I'm I'm really cool that y'all, like, have listened to us trusted us and become friends with us it's super cool for me personally in 2019 uh, i moved i moved from houston to dc it's been a big shift things about dc that i like include all the walking public transportation i like that dc is small um things are more walkable than houston is i for sure yeah i've met some Great people. I like, I I missed having seasons, I will say, even though I also miss the warm weather that's perpetually in Houston. So I like both, I guess. It's just, I guess it was a nice change to get back to the seasonal climate. One thing about Houston that I miss is people look in, look each other in the eye and greet each other a lot more, which I didn't realize how much I appreciated because I am from the upper Midwest where people don't really do that. I didn't know how much, how accustomed I became to the Houston vibe of, like, acknowledging each other and, I don't know, just, like, certain courteous, like, courteous things that I, I don't know, that I didn't know I liked so much because I had these preconce- I had these misconceptions of the South before. I thought that kind of stuff was really fake, but then, I don't know, in Houston, I realized People generally tend to do this with genuine intent, you know. The non-shitty Southern hospitality. Yeah, even like holding doors open for each other. There's a genuine, there, there seems to be a genuine desire to do those, that for each other. And to just like, if you see someone like struggling with a huge suitcase, someone will like walk up and just be like, hey, do you need help? But in DC, um, it's the opposite. Like people don't hold doors for each other. I, You know, it's just like people don't look at each other. People, I don't know, there's a lot more like ignoring of people even if you're, someone comes on the elevator and you're standing there, like instead of like looking at each other in the eye and just nodding or giving some kind of indication like, hey, I see another human. There's none of that usually. I appreciate both. <laughs> it's just a it's just a shift like so that I'm getting used to. So you're saying you would appreciate it if some tall um, cowgirl walked up to you, tipped her hat, and said howdy? That's not what Houston is. <laughs> That's You just made a caricature of Houston that I was trying not... I was trying to dispel. <laughs> but, um, no, I guess I like... Okay, I both <laughs> like being... I like being left alone, and I also like people acknowledging me. So, who knows? What's the best thing? Who fucking knows? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess I just want to say I appreciate 
the acknowledgement and uh, to a degree that I and I didn't realize that until have until living in Houston and leaving it and being like, wow, that was that was a kind of nice thing that I don't have anymore. Maybe I don't like to be left alone to the extreme that people do here. Yeah. Um, Who knows? Oh, uh, things I miss. Um, well, I didn't get to do anything in D.C. really just because I have a half mile or 15 minute walk limit per day. So it kind of limits things. But um, like going to New York and Philly, I just really enjoyed how easy it was to be social with people there. Like it wasn't this whole production where you had to plan to meet and figure out the car situation. No, it's just like either walk or take the metro or the subway and go someplace or meet there. It's it's so much easier to have. It feels like it's so much easier to have a social life out east, you know? Hmm. Interesting. But, but I don't know. It could also be me like with a lot of thrust into a new situation with a lot of energy, a lot of cool people around me. Who are there for a purpose as opposed to like Houston. I I see what you mean. I I think yeah, I think like you said, a factor is that we went to those places for specific events that like already had the cool crowd. A, a crowd um in one space. So, what do you think we can do better th- um this year? Well, I would love to collaborate more with people. We've been collaborating in that we talk on episodes to guests, which is... Which is our main shtick. Our main thing. I would like to collaborate in other ways. Um, Collaborate with, like, visual artists. Um, Um, You know what I think would be cool? Like, next time we go to a major event and there's any other podcasters there, we, like, collaborate and do a series on it together. That'd be fun. That's a great idea. I mean, especially for, like, the big stuff, like New York Pride and stuff just like having like we can't for example with world pride we couldn't possibly cover everything interesting like while we covered the dyke march and we covered our own stuff like we probably missed like you know a hundred something events that were also super cool we missed a lot of stuff that was more exclusively on the gay side of things we missed i we definitely missed more of the uh upper end stuff you know the fundraisers and fancy stuff but i don't feel any loss there but i'm saying we could if we partnered up with some other podcasts we could do way more comprehensive coverage of these cool things. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Where we kind of, like, put all our content together. Yeah, and then also we have that glorious, you know, sharing of audiences. Like, hey, for part two of this series, go off to um, Ethnically Ambiguous or La Gente or... Okay, that's an interesting idea. I had never thought about that. Plus, it gives us a little extra breathing room because, hey, we're saying next week, next week's episode's over here. Not here, you know? Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's more like our end of things. Um, I think we're doing pretty good on the guests. Just for people from all over the uh, Swana community out here. And just like on all ends of the political end of it, the artistic end. Yeah. You know, um, academics. I guess a goal in 2020, not to sound materialistic, I think this is, this is a very good goal is for us to have a budget. Um, we don't have any budget right now. We, I mean, we've spent money to do this podcast, but I we mean, like, like, for example, our website operating costs are 
about $30 a month. The, uh, the yeah. microphone we're speaking into was like $170. And then like the portable mic was like, I don't even remember. That was um, like 120 each, I think. So everything adds up. Um, so we're hoping to find ways to generate some kind of income so that we can like reimburse ourselves for that stuff and then also like compensate guest co-hosts and maybe pay some artists yeah like if we can collaborate with artists visual artists for merchandise for our podcast and like like episode covers Ooh, that's a cool idea that or um what else could we do we go well if we ever feel like not to, not to be offensive, but your theme song was amazing for the show. But if we ever feel like updating it. I would love to have new music. Yeah. I mean, this was like my rookie mix. <laughs> like in March 2018, when we first started the podcast, my intro and outro mix that I made. I think it's due for <laughs> an up- a huge upgrade. So yeah, stuff like that. I would love to be able to do things like that and we need we just need to figure out ways to get some financial backing so we can pay the freaking artists who deserve to be paid for their work it yes. is work folks it is and the editing takes several hours a week um things like that where i mean like i didn't i'm not even thinking about how i would even begin to build like all the Linux like the back-end administration I do, you know? Right. Like, that stuff normally builds at, like, $75 an hour. Yeah. So everything together, like, costs a lot of time and money. And so I think I think it's a good goal for in 2020 to, like, um, take yeah. care of that aspect and figure out um, how we can... Uh, we are setting up a Kofi, which should be up within the next month or two. And it will be both individual tip and subscription-based. So if you just want to drop us, like... 20 bucks or five bucks here and there you can if there's some you know queer saudi prince with way too much money if you want to anonymously donate something we won't share who you are um or if you want to be really anonymous um i can give you my ethereum wallet or whatever (laughs) oh my god no but seriously i i also think it would be cool to look into some grants that are available to podcasters it would be cool to we we have some brainstorming to do and figuring out that aspect also takes a lot of time um Mm -hmm. so we we will need to find that time i really wish i could have gotten that more done over the recovery period but like i both have way too much and not enough energy you know we both have full-time jobs you know 40 hour plus a week um jobs plus commutes plus you know all our family and social obligations and this is just on top of it I would love if we could do this full time. Finny uh, Studios needs need an editor <laughs> and uh, Linux oh my God. admin. Full time podcasting would be interesting experience in life. I mean, think of like if we had actual funding. Like think of all the places we could fly out and see all the cool events. We could actually like do an ep- a Lebanon episode in Lebanon. Yeah, that's a dream. High hopes, high hopes. As for now, it's hard for me to even sit still enough to edit one episode <laughs> so like i don't know if i could do this full time i love podcasting i just don't know if like this could be my life i don't know we could always get picked we could always get like set up at a university and have them give us a grant and an office or i wonder if how much our podcast would have to change if we found our if we could find any podcast network that would <laughs> deal with us we've we've kind of looked into that unfortunately we just don't have the 
listener base to and like, like they'd be doing basically there'd be we'd be a charity case for them and i wonder if like a lot of our content would have to change that would be my main worry if that were to ever happen we would have to say fuck a whole lot less yeah but sacrifices i guess maybe maybe not who knows yeah any hopes that you have aside from the money stuff uh for the podcast um or for your life. My hope for next year is that Donald Trump is either impeached or voted out. I mean, well, impeached and, and removed. My other hope is we somehow get off this neo-authoritarian slash fascist train that the the Western world seems to be jumping on pretty hard. Um, yeah. I hope that Lebanon sees like real and realistic reforms to all the corruption. I hope. I hope Syria has anything good happen. I hope Saudi Arabia's political situation gets better. I have, uh, and here we go into the downer politics, but there we are. reality. How about on like a personal level? Do you have like- Uh, Personal goals, pick up more programming languages, get a, maybe like get a promotion or a better job. Um, Preferably maybe one that enables me to do remote work so I could travel. Awesome. Um, I would also... Reading more books. I really need to do that. I've kind of let myself down with the number of books I've read this year. I got a planner, which is something I never have... I don't think I've ever used a planner, ever. On one of the last pages, there's a list at the top. I put books read in 2020. We'll see how much I fill it out. Um, you know what? I'm going to join you on that. Nice. Our friend gave... Our friend gave Ellie a planner... So it's sitting right in the table in front of us. So maybe in that book. We'll compare lists. Uh, they're, they're going to be radically different. Yeah. You know what I hope for you for, in 2020? What's up? That you get to meet and make friends with all, with more cats than last year. Aw, I really appreciate that. Something that cracked me up is like thinking about how a lot of cats hate other cats. Otherwise, I would ask my friends to bring their cats when they visit. Have us socialize and then the cats socialize. But that just doesn't happen. And so... So I have to hop around to different houses to see cats. So sadly, we can't invite our guests to bring their cats over. Unfortunately not. That would be a nice bonus to like people coming over. Well, I was thinking like podcast guests. Like just bring their cats. And then we have like for the episode cover the pictures of the cats together. Yeah, if that were realistic, that would be great. (laughs) Unrealistic goals, folks. These two cats are not good hosts. Like, they're good hosts to humans. I just don't think they would be good hosts to uh, fellow cats. Or anything else, really. Yeah. Well, I hope you all had a great start to 2020. Yeah. um, We look forward to talking to you more. Yeah, I hope this 2020 turns out to be amazing for all of you. You can reach us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Queer Arabs. We are also reachable at thequeerarabs at gmail.com. You can write to Ahmed, who does the Arabic side of the podcast, at thequeerarabsinarabic at gmail.com. And our website is thequeerarabs.com. We keep it easy and consistent. Um, there's one other thing, queerarabs.com. Uh we have tons of photos on this thing. Like it is an amazing, just go, you might want to go through it and just see like all the cool photos we took of all the events and all the cool people this year. Yeah. Uh, guest photos that they sent us. Please rate and review us on Apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps with visibility, helps people find us. All right. 
thank you all and hopefully this outro music will eventually go away and there will be an upgrade someday this year bye for now bye